0: letter 60 of clarissa Harlowe, or the history of a young lady volume 9 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by nicole lee clarissa Harlowe, or the history of a young lady volume 9 by samuel richardson letter 60 mr lovelace to john belford esquire munich november 11th to 22nd i received yours this moment just as i was setting out for vienna as to going to Madrid, or one single step out of the way to avoid Colonel Morden, let me perish if I do. You cannot think me so mean a wretch. And so you own that he has threatened me, but not in gross and ungentlemanly terms you say. If he has threatened me like a gentleman, I will resent his threats like a gentleman, but he has not done as a man of honour, if he has threatened at all behind my back. I would scorn to threaten any man to whom I knew how to address myself, either personally or by pen and ink. As to what you mention of my guilt of the handwriting on the wall of a legal prosecution if he meet his fate from my hand of his skill coolness courage and such like paltry and stuff what can you mean by it surely you cannot believe that such insinuations as those will weaken either my hands or my heart no more of this sort of nonsense i beseech you in any of your future letters he had not taken any resolutions you say when you saw him he must and will take resolutions one way or other very quickly for i wrote to him yesterday without waiting for this or your answer to my last i could not avoid it i could not as i told you in that live in suspense i have directed my letter to florence nor could i suffer my friends to live in suspense as to my safety but i have couched it in such moderate terms that he has fairly his option he will be the challenger if he take it in the sense in which he may so handsomely avoid taking it and if he does it will demonstrate that malice and revenge were the predominant passions with him and that he was determined but to settle his affairs and then take his resolutions as you phrase it yet if we are to meet for i know what my option would be in his case on such a letter complaisant as it is i wish he had a worse I, a better cause it would be a sweet revenge to him were i to fall by his hand but what should i be the better for killing him i will enclose a copy of the letter i sent him on re-perusing yours in a cooler moment i cannot but thank you for your friendly love and good intentions my value for you from the first hour of our acquaintance till now i have never found misplaced regarding at least your intention thou must however own a good deal of blunder of the overdue and underdue kind with respect to the part thou actest between me and the beloved of my heart but thou art really an honest fellow and a sincere and warm friend i could almost wish i had not written to florence till i had received thy letter now before me but it is gone let it go if he wish peace and to avoid violence he will have a fair opportunity to embrace the one and shun the other if not he must take his fate but be this as it may you may contrive to let young harlowe know he is a menacer too that i shall be in england in march next at furthest this of bavaria is a gallant and polite court nevertheless being uncertain whether my letter may meet with the colonel at florence i shall quit it and set out as i intended for vienna taking care to have any letter or message from him conveyed to me there which will soon bring me back hither or to any other place to which i shall be invited as i write to charlotte i have nothing more to add after compliments to all friends than that i am wholly yours lovelace mr lovelace to william morden esq enclosed in the above munich november tenth to twenty first sir i have heard with a great deal of surprise that you have thought fit to throw out some menacing expressions against me i should have been very glad that you had thought i had punishment enough in my own mind for the wrongs i have done to the most excellent of women and that it had been possible for two persons so ardently joining in one love especially as i was desirous to the utmost of my power to repair those wrongs to have lived if not on amicable terms in such a way as not to put either to the pain of hearing of threatenings thrown out in absence which either ought to be despised for, if he had not spirit to take notice of them. Now, sir, if what I have heard be owing only to warmth of temper or to sudden passion, while the loss, of all other losses the most deplorable to me, was reasoned, I not only excuse, but commend you for it. But if you are really determined to meet me on any other account, which I own to you is not however what I wish, it would be very blamable, and very unworthy of the character I desire to maintain, as well with you as with every other gentleman, to give you a difficulty in doing it being uncertain when this letter may meet you i shall set out to-morrow for vienna where any letter directed to the post-house in the city or to Baron Vindskratz at the favorita to whom i have commendations will come to hand meantime believing you to be a man too generous to make a wrong construction of what i am going to declare and knowing the value which the dearest of all creatures had for you and your relation to her i will not scruple to assure you that the most acceptable return will be that colonel morden chooses to be upon an amicable Rather than upon any other footing with his sincere admirer and humble servant are loveless and of letter sixty.